great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you on this now Friday morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot this hour. We'll be taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby. President Biden says the Second Amendment is not absolute. Calls for an assault weapons ban or raising the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. That's one of the uh, stories we will deal with. The suspect charged with carrying out the uh, racist mass shooting that killed 10 people in Buffalo pleads not guilty to uh, hate motivated domestic uh, terrorism and other charges. A prosecutor calls the evidence against him overwhelming. And by the way, by the way, uh, you may remember that 911 operator that was under fire for how she handled one of the calls hanging up on a uh, tops worker during the uh, massacre in um, in Buffalo. Well, she has now been fired. She is no longer a 911 uh, dispatcher, and frankly, she should have been fired. And so officials there did the right thing, and... AAA is warning of the calm before the storm with gas prices that they're going to go up. All I can tell you, folks, is I was just uh, talking about with Rita Cosby off air. I got I went and got gas the other night. I normally gas up after this program. And oftentimes I will gas up um, because I go up the Palisades Parkway to Rockland County. So I'll gas up in New Jersey where it's a little cheaper. It used to be substantially uh, cheaper, but that's no longer the case for gas. But so I didn't get a chance to do it the other day, gassed up in Rockland County. It came to, I think um, $73 and it lasts to gas up and it lasts five days max. Meaning so I can make five trips to the city whenever I want to make the trip to the city from Rockland County and on a gallon on, on a full tank, I'll, I will get um, five trips and it costs $73. So it's like, how bad, how bad can this, uh, how bad can, can this get? And in a moment, I'm going to um, get into one of the ways that this can work in terms of, how to handle the shooting uh, following Texas, after Texas, in terms of what they are doing in Middletown, New Jersey. 
they are placing an armed retired police officer in all schools in the Middletown, New Jersey school district. I will get to that in just a second. Something else that's on my mind happens to be uh, Mayor Adams taps a gun violence czar, right, as uh, the violence is only expected to worsen uh, as the summer heat approaches. Uh, The person's name is Andre T. Mitchell. And apparently it's it's not a a salaried uh, position. But to be frank with you, it just sounds like spreading red tape for to me. What 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 does the city of New York need a, a gun czar for? Now maybe maybe it's for mediation between gangs and to try and work things out. But a czar for what? I thought that's what we elected a mayor for, and a mayor that brings in their own police commissioner. We are going to start with your telephone calls right now, 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Eileen, Eileen in Rockland County. Good morning, Eileen. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm Um, well, and I hope you're well. I am. I'm a lot better. When I was working for wonderful 500, uh, whatever, company in Nyack, New York, I think you would know it. We made um, badges and stuff, um, whatever. Anyway, what we did with safety, they made us, gave us an employee number, and they had the black UPC lines on it. The only way you can get in that door was for you to scan in outside the door and get in. If you scanned it wrong, it wouldn't let you in. You scanned it right, it would let you in. Then you had to, there was a machine inside, and they took off fingerprints, and it was, you know, um, a template. When you were signing in, signing out, you punched in your work number, you laid your hand on this pad, and that let you know, let the bosses know that, yeah, this is Eileen from Piermont who okay. works at Stoffel Seals. And but, I but Eileen, but, but how Jerry many but how many employees did the company have? I mean, we're talking we had about 250. Okay, but that's still substantially less than the amount of uh, school children that will come in, that that is often in the thousands, sometimes in some schools. So, Correct, but they can use it for the teachers. For the teachers. But then what about the kids? Well, for the little ones, they won't have to use it because if they have a, a hall monitor or a guard outside, they would recognize these students and give them a little badge with their name and a photo on it. Yeah, I'm in so-and-so. Um, I'm in Miss So-and-so's class. And then they would let them in. But if they're over 18 in a, um, a grammar school, uh, that's not kosher because they wouldn't even be a teacher. 
Right. Well, Eileen, I, I, I appreciate your call, and I thank you for the call. Uh, clearly, something's going to have to be done differently. I'm not necessarily sure if that's the answer, but I, I'm impressed with what they are going to do in Middletown, New Jersey. So the mayor there, Tony Perry, a Republican, first proposed the idea of putting armed police officers in all public schools when he took office in 2019. But at the time, the school board leadership and the committee did not want officers to be armed. So that's always been one issue. Community members not wanting officers to be armed. But you, you, you see how times have changed and the times that we live in? Because no one's saying that anymore. No, no reasonable person. Every reasonable person is well aware of the fact that we need police officers uh, in schools or at least retired officers, somebody, and they need to be armed. It's the world that we live in today. Let's go to John in Freehold, New Jersey. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Good morning. Always talk to you. Thank you, and it's um, a pleasure as well on my end. <laughs> uh, I was going to say two things. One, um, I have a, I have a Chevy Silverado. It cost me 130 bucks to fill up my 24 gallon tank. Wow. So maybe that I shouldn't complain hurts. then, huh? <laughs> that thing hurts the wallet real bad. Wow. A hundred and twenty-four dollars. Yep. Wow. So, I mean, do, do you go to Costco or something like that to save money? I don't have a Costco membership. I have a Sam's Club membership. And do they have the discount gas at Sam's Clubs? They do not. But, I mean, you know, it's only pennies. It doesn't really and, make and, that and, big and of a difference. John, I want you to go ahead and make your point. But uh, uh, Matt and, and the crew, they're, making, they're telling me a very good point, and they are accurate, right? So when I joined Costco years ago, you couldn't get gas unless you had a membership and a Costco card. Uh, Costco was sued, and that's no longer the case. Anyone can gas up at Costco. But please, John, go no ahead. No way. I didn't yes. know that. That's awesome. Yes. But um, yes. I was going to say, um, I, don't, I, I feel like moving the age to 21 for assault rifles wouldn't uh, – if someone's that crazy, they need mental help. They don't, you know, they'll just wait till they're 21, they'll buy it, and then go shoot up something. Hey, but John, wouldn't wouldn't we rather have that three years? I mean, see, for me, for me, it's a matter of maturity. Uh, I just, I, I feel that if they moved from 18 to 21, there are no guarantees on on anything. But it, it's something that that we could say from our elected officials that they are trying in a bipartisan way. Where things stand right now, I don't know what's going to be done, if anything's going to be done. But, but John, would, would you agree with me that if nothing's done, these mass shootings are going to continue? Oh, absolutely. And I don't have any idea how they, they keep happening all of a sudden, like one after another. We didn't have this problem a few years ago. Once in a blue moon, yeah, but it, 
I don't get what's going on. Right. You, it, it, there, are, there are a lot of things in society and, and people don't want to, uh, to deal with, with the real issues in terms of, I mean, I, I don't have enough time in the program, John, and I, I thank you for the call to point out what has led to this. But now we have, um, and a number of you have said it, and you're right, you know, the videos and, and the, the television shows and the violence and so on. But now we, we have these young people, and, and here's the part that gets me, that really gets me. People that know them, you, the people that know these individuals that are, that need help, they know they need help. And so the question becomes, we've got to find a way to collectively speak up, to speak up and say, you know, this person needs help. The last thing this individual needs is a weapon. And so let's go to... um, Let's go to Mike in uh, in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, and I hope you're well. I'm good. I drive a bus for Freehold, New Jersey, uh, right near that where that gentleman just called. And uh, about gas, he can go to the Gold Station on Jackson Mill Road. They're uh, reasonable, and or he can join the B, or go to the BJ's and Howell right by him. You know, that's a uh, that discount gas. However, uh, like I said. The police there, I spoke to the gentleman when I got on my bus and the officer, and he said what they do is the following. They uh, they stay there, they direct traffic until all the kids are in school. Then they wait until the, the kids get in the school to check all the doors, make sure they're locked. They wait about 15 minutes, then they go home. They leave the site. They don't stay there. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you, you know, Mike, I, I think we're at the stage where, um, sadly, it, it's a necessity for police officers or armed individuals to remain on location uh, during the school day. That's, that's how bad things are. And we're, we're also dealing with, uh, frankly, copycats. And one thing that I do agree with Republicans on, and I, and I, I, I thank you for the call, Mike, I have to be honest, I, and I've, I, I don't, I don't hide it. I think we need some type of resolution as it relates to gun control. But one thing that I do agree with: two things that are Republican basic talking points on this is the hardening of schools, tight, tighter security at schools, and uh, the second issue that I agree with is that we have to stop playing this game that mental illness is not as serious an issue as it actually is. And as I have said on this program, the reason why mental illness is not taken seriously by elected officials is because it's not considered a life or death issue for their political survival. It's not like social security, third rail of uh, American politics. It's not considered a sexy uh, issue for politicians, and it has to change. This all has to change, and we've got to find a way to work together. The partisan divide has to has to go down a little bit on each side, on each side. 
And so that's why, frankly, I was a little confused about the president's speech uh, last night because as this Senate panel is meeting, bipartisan panel, and they're trying to come up with, with the resolution together, I don't understand how the president's speech is going to help that by him coming out uh, the way that he did. All it's going to do is make each side dig in their heels. Let's go to Joseph in the Bronx. Good morning, Joseph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, concerning the speech that Brandon gave, um, a.k.a. the uh, dementia patient in chief. uh, So basically, he's pretty much focused like most Democrats and most people calling for gun control are focused on the wrong issue. The issue is not guns. The issue is the people who actually use those guns. Now, okay, wait, Joseph, wait, 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 wait. So we can agree to disagree, right? But you're going to tell me that guns play no role in this at all? Gun control, all I'm saying is that gun control only takes guns out of the hands of law-abiding people. Now, that being said, let me say something. The issue is inordinately, not the mass shootings, which are a minuscule, minuscule uh, amount of the uh, gun gun crime that occurs in the United States. The overwhelming majority of gun crime in the United States is not what happened in Buffalo. It's not what happened in Uvalde. It's what happens every single day in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, you name it. Agree. And what do I mean by that? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And what do I mean by that? The issue is race, not guns. Because blacks are 13% of the U.S. population, just as an example. And in 2021, just a year ago, they committed damn near 60% of all the homicides in the country. So you tell me. What the hell is going to be accomplished by banning AR-15s when the degenerates and subhumans who commit most of the crime are going to get their hands on guns anyway? Degenerates and subhumans do not obey laws. What what the hell do you understand? Laws are only obeyed by people who are law-abiding, the very same people who need guns to defend themselves against the subhumans on the street who are attacking people for no apparent reason. That's why we have a Second Amendment. Number one, for law-abiding, decent people to protect themselves from subhumans. Okay, so, Joseph, so the suspect in Buffalo, right, you just attacked uh, African Americans for, in your words, committing a majority of uh, of these crimes, and I I will concede that it's a big problem, uh, the crimes in the uh, inner cities. I will I will concede that, but your your argument goes up in smoke when we look at what happened in Buffalo. That was not a shooter of color, correct? Okay, yeah, but hold on one second. As I said at the outset. You tell me what is the bigger problem with regard to gun crime. Somebody like Peyton Gendron, who's a nut with the AR-15 and guns down 10 random people that he doesn't even know, or the subhuman gang members, the Crips and Bloods and all the other degenerates on the street gunning down literally thousands of people every single year. Thousands. Many of them people of color, as you just mentioned, because the overwhelming majority of black criminals who kill, rob, and rape They have black victims overwhelmingly. 
It's one of the reasons why the place where I live, South Bronx, if you go out at 2 o'clock in the morning to get a Pepsi, it might be the last earthly thing that you do. Again, the overwhelming majority of crime in this country, violent crime, the type of crime that can cost you your life is committed by blacks and Hispanics. All right. Mm. That is a fact. Okay. All right. That is what you have to address, not guns. Okay. Well, Joseph, um, (laughs) Joseph, you, you, I hear you on your, your, your point um, about what you feel uh, is the problem. I, I really do hear you. And um, if, if you, if you listen to the show, then you know that I rail constantly against the shootings uh, and the crime in urban America because it is a big, big, big problem. But when we're looking at this as a whole right now, and I've got to take a commercial break, when we're looking at this collectively, societal-wise, as a whole right now, even if you buy the argument, Right, that uh, people of color are committing the crimes in urban areas, and and that's true. Let's let's call it for what it is. Well, if they didn't have access to weapons, then wouldn't it be a different situation? If these gangbangers, in your words, didn't have access as easily as they do to weapons, then wouldn't it be a, a different scenario? So. So I, I, I hear you on your on your point, um, but I've got to take a break, and I'm going to chew on that, what you had to say in the, um, in the break, and we'll have many more of your telephone calls when we come back. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you discussing a number of issues uh, as it relates to gun violence, um, possible solutions. And uh, the last caller just gave me a, uh, a lot to, um, to think about and, um, and deal with. Um, I'm going to go to Stan in Forest Hills in a moment, in a moment. But first, I want to go to Frank in Jefferson, New Jersey. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, a privilege as always. Thank you. Thank you. Go right ahead. Uh, Sir, uh, the only thing I don't like is that I don't want our schools to be on lockdown or to be so much security that it makes our children feel like they're in prison. I, Everything hey, Frank, has to be I'm, a I'm, pass. I'm, I'm with you on that. But so then, so you tell me now, it, it appears out of Washington, there's not, it appears there's not going to be any major compromise. Mm-hmm. So if there's no compromise on limiting the guns, what's the answer then with well, the schools? I think the, I think the first thing that people need to do it's a step in the direction. It's not going to solve it, but maybe the, the parents need to get involved more with the PTA. It's a simple thing. 
more, I think once more parents have more of a neighborhood watch of their school, you know, maybe uh, they can volunteer of just going around the building. Frank. Uh, themselves to take a look. Frank. Um, uh, maybe I, I, that will help. Hey, Frank, I, I, I have I have a lot of respect for you, but that last comment is in La La Land. Teachers and educators can't even get in some districts parents to show up to get uh, uh, an uh, an update on their children. And you're saying more participation in the PTA? That sounds lovely. It sounds wonderful, but it's never going to happen. Well, also, Dominic, I think a lot of this uh, stuff that happens, who ever heard of Uvalde, Texas before this? It seems to be like a lot of this stuff is happening in a lot of these one-horse towns. Well, bu- Buffalo, are, Buffalo's not a one-horse well, town. Yeah, but it wasn't at a school, mm-hmm. and now we're focusing on a school. Uh, mm-hmm. This wouldn't have happened at this extent with 19 poor lost souls, 21 including the teachers, in a, in a Manhattan school district, in a Newark, in a Chicago. It wouldn't be that big of a toll. But whoever heard of uh, this uh, this town before then? These cops were unequipped because they never went through the training, first of all. Hey, you know, you know what, Frank? I I hope and pray that you're correct, but but I I don't want to predict that it won't happen in a big urban area, because we, we in the days in the days that we are living in today, we don't know what could happen. But so, and I thank you for the call, Frank. You say you don't want the classroom to become prisons, and and I respect that, but we've got to come up with an answer. There's got to be an answer for schools. Something must change. I mentioned Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Well, well what town should it be? I mean, that was a ludicrous comment the guy made. So the Uralde is does it make a difference if it's a one-horse town? Who cares? Whatever it happens, any place that it happens, school or non-school, hospital or whatever. What kind of a comment is that? As if, oh, it happened here, you know, anything that involves mass shootings, whether it's in a school, whether it's in an office building, whether it's in a synagogue or a church, has just as much than any other thing and so forth. But I just want to quickly get back to uh, this guy, Joseph. I think you shouldn't take him at all seriously. He uses different names. He's a racist and an anti-Semite, and he calls under different names. He's been on your show before using a different name. I remember I got a good memory on hearing. I just want to say that. Don't don't take anything he says seriously because he's he hates black people. He hates the Jews, and he'll say anything intellectually to uh, make uh, his point, and he does that. So I, I, forget about him. The key point is the Second Amendment, okay? Uh we have some restrictions on the first. I think it's time we may need to have some restrictions on the second. Little bit here and there. It, the president had a great statement today. It is not absolute. Stan, By the way, it's never going to happen. You know, it's never going to happen. But wait, listen. Well, I, I'd rather so, him say it and okay. put it in the mind. It, you know, we do have. Well, it's not going to happen with the Supreme Court. We have we have now. That's and so. Sure. So wait. So wait. 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 Stan. So you just said that um, Joseph that just called. You said he's a racist. And you said that he uses uh, different names. I just want to address that for one second here. Number one, there's no reason for someone calling this program to use a phony name because I will take your call, period. You don't have to hide. As long as you're not 
uh, directly rude to another caller or or to myself or to the station, I will take your call and anyone. So there's no need to use a phony name. But Stan, what I want you to respond to, now you said he's a racist, right? Those were your words. And his language was a bit harsh. Uh, It kind of threw me off a bit. But nevertheless, what about the point in urban America, on any given night, it's black people killing black people? Absolutely. I Absolutely. It's absolutely true. But that's one of the things good racist uses. He uses that against black people. Now, there's no doubt the crime is, is horrendously bad. They have to look in the mirror themselves. But the racist always uses that and inflames it. And he's anti-Semitic. I've heard him numerous times in the past. But he uses different names. That's the only reason. I, I don't even want to mention the guy, but I heard, I said, gee, that's the same guy. Anyway, can we talk about the Second Amendment? Quickly, quickly. Absolutely. And then i got to move on. I know. I appreciate it. The Second Amendment, I think, uh, needs to be uh, thought about in terms of some limitations. Not all, some limitations. It's not going to happen, Stan. Well, maybe not. You, you know but it's the not going to happen. Uh, in terms of getting something passed, I think needs to be thrown out. And I think maybe that will help uh, in uh, with the Democrats because I think they'll have a good shot at the election this year. And they've got the, they've got the, uh, the issue. And whether you believe it or not— this is the main will be the main issue this this year. Wait, wait, who's got the issue? The Democrats. Absolutely. Oh no, Stan. Oh, Stan, yes. Stan. Oh, yes. You Stan, can keep talking Stan, inflation Stan, all you want. Stan, Stan. I, I know I know diehard uh Democrats, right? My wife being one that are now even saying, Oh my God, what is Biden doing? Hey, hey, hey thank you for the call, Stan. Uh and when I say callers are welcome, I I, I mean Stan as well. I take heat because some of you don't want me to take Stan's phone calls. But I will continue to take his telephone calls because I believe in a diversity of opinion. And what's the point of just the choir preaching to the choir on any given issue? I believe in hearing different points of view. And so I I just mentioned the Stan. I mean, (laughs) It's going to be, and I, I, for for this is a bad term in these days, a, a bloodbath. Uh, but the Democrats are are done with with the midterms. Done, done. This is not a saving grace issue. The Democrats, I mean, the gas. I I started out talking about that it cost me seventy plus dollars to fill up, and I get five trips to New York City. I barely get five trips, completed trips. I may have to put a little more money uh, into the uh, gas tank today. You go to buy food, you're going to spend $100 and come home with nothing, maybe a dozen of eggs, some milk, maybe, maybe a ribeye steak, maybe two, but that's it. And it's, listen, and and I'm I'm going to say it, folks, right? Oh, oh. Trump, and I say this all the time, Trump is horrible. Oh, oh, Dominic, look look at what he said. You're defending Trump, Dominic. Oh, oh, look what Trump tweeted. Well, how do you feel now? You got rid of him. You wanted him gone, right? So Trump is gone. How do you like me now? As one of the rap songs say, I think it's a song. Yeah, how do you like me now, Matt? Is it a song? Because I'm asking the white guys of the rap song. 
<laughs> Matt, is it is it how you like me now? Right? Yes, that is a song. <laughs> okay, okay. Look, 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 look at the irony of uh of the situation here. <laughs> Where's your partner, Alex, um, who, who I would normally... Hey, Alex, come, come on in. You're, oh, you're on. You're on, Alex. So so that, that I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear... So that is a song. Yes, indeed it is. And, and so it, you guys, you, you know that song and... I mean, I'm pretty sure Matt probably knows it better than I do, but I've definitely <laughs> heard it once or twice in my life. Oh, so you haven't heard it at a party or at a... Not in a long time, okay. that's for sure. All I know is how you like me now. But anyway, right? I, I, I know Curtis Lee was yeah, giving me a hard man. time. Oh, it's Method Man. Okay. Yeah. Curtis Lee was going to give me a hard time over that. But thank you, guys. And so I, I, I say that seriously as it relates to uh, Biden, right? How do you like me now? Yeah. Well, it's actually Method Man and, and Kumo D has a song, too. I think, that, ah. I think that's the one you're thinking of, the Kumo D song. All I know is how you <laughs> like me now. Mm. That's all I know. That's all I know, yeah, guys. Cool you get you guys can call me old. I know when I walk out the room, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that brother is old. He doesn't know the music. We know more about the music than he does." I know what you guys are gonna say. I know, I know. But but back to Biden, right? Now I I wanted him to do well. I really did. I wanted Biden to do well. But I mean, we tried this experiment. Oh, Trump's got to go. He's the worst thing. Oh. Oh, oh, Trump is just awful. Oh, my God. Look at what he told the reporters at the White House, right? So now we got a president that's slurring, unfortunately, some of his words. The White House is walking his comments back on a weekly basis. And we now know, we now know that this experiment of get rid of Trump at all costs Biden is 79 years old, and I wish him well. I really do wish him well, but it's time to retire. And so we're in a situation as a country where we have a president of the United States. And, folks, if you don't believe what I'm saying to you right now, if you feel that I'm being unfair to Biden, just remember what I'm saying right now and then fast forward to what the results are going to be at the midterm election. And that will tell you whether or not I was accurate or not. Let's go to Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, good, good, good morning. To talk to you again. Hope all is good. Yes, um, thank you. I've been um, listening to all these ideas back and forth when I listen to your show. The problem is... These rifles, these AK-15s or whatever they are, need to go. They should maybe do something like maybe a two-year ban and see if it slows down these shootings. But the fact is that people are going into anywhere with these guns. I, I agree, kill, Miguel. Why do you I, need- I agree with you a thousand percent. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. I agree with no, you. What, th- wait, 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 wait. I agree with you a thousand percent. But you're you're practically just talking to the air because that type of uh, ban is not going to come out of Washington anytime soon. So you're literally just talking to the air, Miguel. I understand that. But what what they should these politicians that are sitting in Washington doing nothing, 
what they should look at is what does a person and the Republicans make the argument? Oh, we want to, we need guns to hunt. And are you really going to kill a deer with one of these guns? I mean, you're going to put a hundred rounds in a deer to to hunt and, and eat the. It's ridiculous. These guns are not needed. A person, even a sane person, shouldn't be carrying these guns, unless you're in the military or somewhere. And this is what they got to think about. But there's no common sense in Washington. There's none here in the politicians that we have, which are terrible. And the problem is the politicians. We got to do a clean sweep of everyone that's in there. And I can't believe the Blasio's running again. I really can't believe this. <laughs> well, um, that should tell you the state, Miguel, of our political system that de Blasio would rear his head to 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 run for office. And so I I guess I guess he wants to ruin Washington the way he ruined New York City. I mean, if he can get away with it from his point of view, why not? Right? I mean, run and hide somewhere and never come out again. I mean, I, I agree. I, I agree. The same thing with AOC and some of these people, she still wants to defund the police with everything that's going on. Of course, she has security, and, and she'll be of course while everyone's getting shot. Of course, she's out and running around. Do you really think AOC spends time in her district? Does anybody believe that with a straight face? And considering, thank you, Miguel, for the call. For the call, You're considering right. how poor her district is. What is, rather than taking on all these national issues, AOC, right, what are you doing to help your constituents? What are you doing to help the people that need the help the most? You heard that. That silence means she's doing absolutely nothing. Show me the money. Show me the money, right? Now, hey, Matt, that was from, uh, what? what's the movie? Uh, uh, the movie? Yeah, the Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, right, and the football player, you know. Yeah, Cuba Gooden Jr. Cuba Gooden. Jerry, Jerry, show me the money, right? That's right. Okay, well, that's AOC. American people, American people, show me the money. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. Plus, coming up at the top of the hour, he's all set, loaded, and ready to go. Curtis Lewa in for Frank Marano. I'll be right back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. So believe it or not, folks, there was a debate for governor just a few hours ago. 
two out of the three Democrats showed up, but Governor Kathy Hochul had announced previously that she was not going to attend, and she did not join the New York One debate held uh, Thursday night. Instead, it was uh, Tom Swazi, congressman of Nassau County, and um, and left-leaning public advocate Jamani Williams. They joined forces uh, in, in, in the uh, debate in terms of um, criticizing uh, Hochul, uh, pointing out that Hochul was not at the actual debate. She has said, Governor Hochul, that she will join uh, some of the debates coming up, uh, one scheduled for June 7th and another one June 16th, ahead of the June 28th Democratic primary for governor. So I'm looking at some of my emails and an email from Loretta Brown. Loretta Brown says, love, love, love your program. First-time listener, keep up the great work. We'll tune in more. Loretta Brown on the Southwest Arizona opening to the USA. Thank you, Loretta, for listening. And now let's go to Dave in Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. By the way, thanks for uh, keeping it real. Your program is a thousand times more authentic than the narrative news. So uh, keep on keeping on, my friend. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, my my comment uh, really is about the the ant all the this gun control talk. Uh, there's two reasons why I I'm, I'm very disgusted with it. One, I think it deflects. It allows the left to deflect from their failed leftist policies, where they're very weak on crime, and there's violence going on at a much a thousand times greater magnitude, as horrible as the tragedy was in Texas. That's never discussed. It's also deflects from the, the real cause, the cultural changes that happen in our society. You know, as a human species, we didn't mutate into a, a violent animal over 50 years. You know, people had guns many years ago, and there was never this gun. But kids used to take guns to their school. So it's a cultural thing that's happened, and that's not being part of the debate, and that's the primary cause. You want to put an anti-gun law in place, put an anti-fatherless family law in place, and you know, instead of anti, instead of what the left influences are, where they're more pro, you know, pro uh, big government, you know, hail Almighty government, and the hell of Almighty God, and pro Almighty, you know, uh, father mother government, you know, promote family values, but that's never part of the discussion, and that's why I think. I, I, I get disgusted when I hear about all this uncontrolled talk as it deflects from what the real cause is, the real issue is. And anyway, that's that's my meat. And when it comes to law enforcement, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Dominic, but the FBI has been found culpable in two mass shootings for their negligence in following up on, on the, the Parkland shooting in that, for $128 million and in the shooting, mass shooting in Charleston for $80 million. And there's an $80 million, there's a $130 million lawsuit pending with, with based on that uh, the, the sexual, that uh, female, that doctor that was violating all those, our gymnastic Olympians, and for, for lack of follow-up. So, well, well, Hey, Dave, I hear you. I thank you for the call. Um, you know, the idea about the fatherless households, right, and I, you folks know how I feel about that, you know, never having a father in my life to this day. I will die with the fact that no man ever signed my birth certificate. And that's a painful feeling. But what am I going to do? Am I going to let that stop me or am I going to excel even more? And so I hear you when you say deal with the issue of these fatherless households. But 
things have gotten even worse in our great country, right? In the name of turning out the Democratic base, we ignore all the societal ills now. You know, five kids die in Chicago. Hey, not my fault, the mayor. Five kids die in New York. Hey, I'm a name a drug, a, a gun czar, right? It, it, we've reached the stage where I I just I think I better be quiet on 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 that point. I was about to say something where I can get in trouble, and uh, I don't want to get in trouble. So let's go to Mike in the Poconos. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, good morning. Uh, I've spoken to you a few times over the last uh, couple of years. I'm going to uh, lighten up in the beginning what I'm going to say and then, and then talk about the issues. Uh, let's go Cortland Red Dragons. My son was a wide receiver. He's all right. All right. Yeah. Cortland Red Dragons. Yes, That's absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like uh, – I like the way you operate on the air. And I got to give a shout out on deck to Curtis. We're the same age, 68. You know what? Uh, Things that are going on in our country, there's such an outrageous influx of illegal guns, okay? Uh, Assault rifles, whatever they can get their hands on. Uh, We live in a a crazy climate. That's what we're stuck with. Unfortunately, psychotic behavior – Grammar school shootings in Connecticut a couple of years ago, recently in Texas, in Buffalo. Uh, Democrats, you know, and, and Republicans, they're always going to have, you know, their, their odds and this and that. But major cities in our good country, it's killing field. Chicago, Miami, Detroit, the list goes on and on. And you know what? Um, uh, I'm, in, I'm in favor. You mentioned before, okay? I'm in favor. I have a son and daughter. Okay, my daughter's 32, she's a teacher, and and I have nieces and nephews. I'm in favor of having armed officers at schools because that's what we are living with. Never imagined it when I was a kid, what went on. I remember, you know, anti-war demonstrations in Vietnam and uprisings, but not like this. With out-of-control, opioid epidemic, the whole, you know, the whole uh, uh, ball of wax, what's going on. And something has to be done. Something yeah. has to be done, Mike. I, I agree with you. But rather than something being done, what we're seeing right. is uh, patronizing to the far left of the Democratic Party. And listen, I'm not, I'm not talking as a Republican. I'm not talking as a Democrat. I'm just telling you folks what's going on politically. The Democratic Party has said, I don't care what they, meaning the black community, what they do, as long as they turn out and vote, hey, Kamala, come over here. You're on the ticket with me. Kamala, Kamala, stand stand right here and keep hope alive. That's basically what is going on, folks. And I'm laughing because it's so sad. And now the whole country is falling apart. But Biden said, you know, his people said, uh, uh, we, we, we can't let the president, then candidate, right? uh, 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 we, we, can't, we can't let him out of this basement. Trump will eat him alive. Now we know why they kept him in the basement in the way that they did. But the joke is on us now, sadly. The joke is on us. And so the Democratic Party, 
And here's what I don't understand. To members of the black community, I don't understand all they're doing. I'm going to use a term that the kids use. All they're doing is playing you. Don't care about your values as your people, my people are dying in American cities every single day. Babies. Nobody says anything. Turn out that Democratic vote. Hey, Kamala, Kamala, come stand right here, and you're on the ticket with Biden, and 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 you know, and and it's time. And you know what, folks? It's great when we make progress racially as a country. Do you think it's a coincidence? I want you to be very, very honest when I ask you this question. Do you think it's a coincidence that now we have an African American? press secretary at the White House. Could it just happen to be that the midterms are right around the corner and the presidential election is about to start? Come on, folks. The handwriting is all over the wall. Let's go to Zion in Maine. Zion in Maine. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. No, good morning. I just wanted to go back to a point you had talked about before when you were talking about uh, getting firearms off the streets. That mm-hmm. way the gangs can have them. Mm-hmm. Well, all, I just wanted to say, you know, it's sad because the law-abiding citizens wouldn't be able to have them. And you know the gangs are going to get them illegally from some other country or off the dark web or, uh, you know, whatnot. So I just, you know, was wondering why you thought that would be a good idea. When I say get them off the street, I mean you wouldn't have access online as well. If you're going to have access online, then that defeats the entire purpose. But, but Zion, I, I'm short on time, and I thank you for the call. I'm going to go back to your calls in just one second. But guess who is joining me right now? Curtis Sliwa, good morning. Oh, yeah, Dominic. <laughs> uh, I'm here for Frank Morano, that gold brick, that slacker. <laughs> Just call Frank Morano Wally Pip because he's getting Wally Pipped tonight. As he is uh, somewhere on his way to Hawaii, I, who is celebrating my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. This was the best. Uh, Nancy, number one, second and none. Uh, But I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this guy pull this scam of running best of, which is really worst of. I'm coming in. And if he knows the story of Wally Pip, Wally Pip never came back to play first base again for the New York Yankees because Lou Gehrig was there for like 2,160 straight games. But you, Dominic Carter, explain this to me. So so here's he my uh, Curtis, and I, I know I shouldn't do this because uh, he's going to have a clip of this. So this, this, <laughs> this is Curtis Lewa. Hey, hey, Dominic Carter, uh, listen here. No, he doesn't go. Uh, listen here, listen here, Dominic Carter. You are here as a buffer <laughs> between me and Morano. Morano was the golden boy. He gets everything he wants. And and you have to ask him A B C D E F G. What else could Curtis want that he's not getting? Uh, I mean, maybe some more airtime. Maybe that's what he needs. Uh, and I am taking that airtime. <laughs> and in fact, you know, I'm neck and neck in the ratings with yes. Frank Morano. He's at twenty, twenty mm-hmm. radios an hour tuned to him out of a hundred, and I'm at seventeen. But with all these additional hours, 
I'm just like a Pac-Man, Pac-Woman just eating up that time. You're going to see by July 4th when the next ratings book come out, Curtis Lee were number one, second to none. Back where I need to be. And you know Frank Morano? Let me tell you something. There's a guy named Frank McKay who used to be, as you know, head of the Independence Party. Yes, yes. And yes. recently Frank McKay was hired to be president of Red Apple's Long Island Radio Division to oversee WLIR, our FM station. And he's in need of content. He needs to get a lot of new programming so it's not just a simulcast with WABC because they're listening to us now. And I have sat with Frank, who I've known for years, and I said, look, Frank Morano grew up with you in the Independence Party in New York State. Why don't you hook him up out there? Rachel, his beautiful wife, is originally from Long Island. So he can go from one island to another island. He can live out there, raise Carmine, who's now about 35 pounds. My God, my <laughs> am I. And he can broadcast out there. He can do those scam contests, you know, where they offer like $1,000, ask you 10 questions, and nobody ever seems to be able to get, especially Frank Morano's. But I'm telling you. And then, then what did he do yesterday in advance of me being here? He did, oh, ask Frank, which is normally what happens tonight, and denunciations, which is normally what happens at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, guess what, Frank? Wherever you're listening from, Oahu, Kauai, Maui, I'm going to be doing it Curtis Sliwa style tonight. And, Dominic, I'm listening to every word that drips from your lips. I love you, man. No, no, I don't go that way. I realize I this you, is man. Gay Pride Month, but you know something, Dominic? <laughs> I'm not lip-locking with you. No way. But what if you need CPR? Let me die in peace. <laughs> Let me die in peace. And that goes for the rest of this Frank Morano crew. Let me die on the ground rather than to lock your lips on mine and then my last breath will be Curtis Lewa and not Frank Morano. Curtis Lewa is coming up to the folks. I couldn't take your calls. I apologize. Have a great weekend. Keep it right there, folks.